all you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Huh? You think you can do this shit? Jay! You think you can do this to me? You motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get finished with you. Shoe program, nigga. 23-hour lockdown. I'm the man up in this piece. You'll never see the light of day. Who the fuck you think you fucking with? I'm the police. I run shit here. You just live here. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away. Go and walk away, because I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. King Kong ain't got shit on me. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Grass and Gear podcast. I'm FN Grasshopper and as ever I'm joined by my talented co-host Daniel Gear of Bolivia fame. Say hi Dan. Hi Tony. How you doing mate? Yeah not too bad, not too bad. Looking forward to this one. Yes, this one is titled Dear Geary 2. It's the sequel that we probably did about 18 months ago, one of the early ones, <laughs> where you become the agony uncle of the FM community. Uh, I try, try my best. Yeah, and I think, to be fair, you're growing in that status. Every, with every pod, every month goes by. You're, <laughs> you're seen as the agony aunt that people go to with problems. So we felt we would just kind of do this podcast again uh, with different questions from the community members. Um, and also kind of, it's kind of a nice tying with the end of FM19, I guess, because we're both coming to the end of our saves. Uh, like yeah. a lot of people, everyone's winding down now and gearing up for FM20, which we still don't know much about yet, but uh, we're promised by the end of August that things will be revealed soon. Yeah, well, um, Mario tweeted out, didn't he, that, um, that some, hopefully that it'll be good news. Yeah, I'd be really amazed if he come out and said, oh, I've got some bad news for the end of August about FM20, but he kind of, <laughs> it did sound positive, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did, yeah. So it's, I mean, all, it's all good. We all, we all know pretty much what to expect, you know. Yeah, there's going to be continue, probably top right corner, you're going to have to use a mouse, um, It'll be on Google Stadia as well. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it, isn't it? That's the announcement. We've pretty done it there. <laughs> Stolen the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we might as well go straight into this because we've got quite a few quite a few bits to get through mm-hmm. and a bit, bit of FM discussion to get through after each question. So should we go straight into the beer opening? Yeah. Um, I'll go first. I've got um, beer from Barcelona again, Estrella Dam. And I must make sure I pronounce that correctly because Jim G corrected me last time because I kept saying Australia, Australia. <laughs> and obviously I've been a bit harsh with Jim today I mocked his kind of Twitter <laughs> poll I felt guilty but you can only be critical about the people you love can't you well that's it that's it so yeah that's my beer of choice this evening what about you Dan I got a Thatcher's Haze Thatcher's Haze is that still the same crate or that is um, I thought a nice green cloudy cider give it a go for tonight and um, just Got it for myself, really. Does that summon up like the real West Country in you for the Geary? Somerset, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, well, let's just spark up. Let's go. Always oh, sounds like you're fucking somersaulting your bottle before you open it. I do three somersaults and then I press up. Just one because I can't do any more. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm always out of breath for the pod. <laughs> um, so before we begin with these questions, um, I should read out a podcast disclaimer, if that's okay. It's gone for yep. the loyalty, the lawyer team. Mm-hmm. Um, legal have approved it, so I think we're okay with it. Yeah. So our disclaimer is, the story 
All names, characters and incidents portrayed in this podcast are fictitious. No identification with actual persons living or deceased, places, buildings and products is intended or should be inferred. No person or entity associated with this podcast received 2k plus VAT or anything of value or entered into any agreement. No animals, including snakes, panthers, honey badgers, were harmed in the making of this podcast. Is that okay? Yeah, sounds good. I think that just covers us for any backlash <clears throat> that yeah. this podcast could get. Well, I don't know about the 2000 bit. I thought that was true. but you know. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's just go into the first question. Or the first query that's come in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, dear Geary, I look up to you. I'm your biggest fan. I want to be just like you. Can you let me know step by step how you went about attributeless in FM19? Did you enjoy it? And would you do it again for FM20? Thanks for taking the time to answer. And that's from Crude Naldo, somewhere in the highlands of Scotland. So, quite a lot of questions there. It's kind of about attributeless. Mm-hmm. So, you really should perhaps introduce to listeners what you did for FM19 because. It is an unusual way of playing and quite a severe way of playing. Um, people might want to hear about it. Well, I, have, <clears throat> I went attributeless, so I um, managed to get rid of all the attributes from being visible in the game. So, um, how did I do that? I downloaded um, Keithy Renzi's skin and changed the panels myself so that I couldn't view them anywhere. And was that difficult to do that or not? Um. Once I did the first panel, it was easier to do the rest. It was doing the first one. Yeah. yeah, but it was sort of like, just like trial and error, and once I worked it out, then it was quite easy to replicate across the board. I was going to ask you today on this podcast that if you did have time to do a blog post on it, do you think it would go down well? Would would people actually read it and adopt it for next year, do you think? Um, they might do, but didn't Oliver Janssen and the formerly dis- well, no, deceased Leon, didn't he do one as well? I don't know if there was ever a post about actually how to do it but then again well, so they, just, they just talked about what they were doing rather than how to change the skin yeah I meant, I meant skin changing because I'm not a skin changer <laughs> uh. <laughs> but to be fair there's quite a lot of helpful people in the community I know a few people um, private messaged me about it and I sent it to them um, yeah. I, they, they found it quite easy I think so it's not actually a hard thing to change um, it's basically just finding someone who can show you how to edit the panels in the game and then just edit them really I just changed it so instead of attributeless I had like the pros and cons screen up um, where their attributes would be on the actual player instruction screens and then um, made sure there was no attributes showing on my um, team screen or anything yeah. um, or the hardest one to do was on the player the development page it's about it, it was doable in the end but I had to just give her a blank box is that because there's lots of information yeah. all around the place really so I just had to give her a blank box in the end right so you can't really focus in on your development uh, well all. there's nothing I could put in there it wouldn't give me a clue about anything going on yeah okay right. so after 10 months then what's your feelings about playing like this would, would you do it again for FM20 um, I don't think I'd do it again not that I didn't enjoy it, but it's bloody hard, I thought. Yeah. You're, you could make it easier. You could just rely on the scouts and just take their word for it. But we all know that um, the staff in FM are a bit hit and miss. Yeah. 
And um, so obviously taking the time to watch players, even little things like training room players, because I didn't know their attributes. I'm watching them in game, um, as well as taking like as coaches advice on what um, ad- like training to do on them, you know, with their development. Yeah. So I can't just say, oh, no, no it's, he's shit at crossing, I want to make him do crossing, because he could have like 19 crossing. Yeah. And it'd be a bit pointless. So it's a bit of, it's a lot, it's a lot more in depth focus on that. And I do think for FM20, I'll just go back to normal because I, I wouldn't, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it, but it was, it was a bit tedious at times. Yeah. When I, like, when I, like, when I needed a player, like I say, recently one of my strikers got paid by Liverpool. Rather than just going, right, you know, I need to find a striker, this is what I want, this is the attributes I want. I have to scroll through all the um, scout reports, because I'm always getting my scouts to get scout reports, get the highly rated ones, and then go through them, look at their forum, go through, like, watch some of the next few games, you know, and then... But I've always got a list of players lined, lined up that I would bid on. So even between games, I'm always sort of watching the players I'm interested in to keep that list updated. So in a way, you, your kind of play style is slower, but yeah. it's probably more realistic in the sense that that's probably it, what managers and scouting teams would do, isn't it? Wouldn't they? They'd always be looking at players all year round. I know managers watch games all the time, don't they? But this is probably the least amount of seasons I've ever completed because even though, like you know, I just stayed at one team, I didn't. I wouldn't say until I got to the Bundesliga, I bought a lot of players, but the just a constant between game time was just a lot more in depth. So I mean, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna take the lessons I've learned from it into FM20. You know, I would say I became more um, focused on training the individual players I had, mentoring, and that. I want to especially improve on that and training um, as overall going it. But I think if I had the attributes on FM20, it would make that more straightforward. Yeah. But I would, if anyone's interested in doing it, it's definitely a good way to do it. But don't don't pick up a game, um, I say for a weekend and do it because you're just not going to get into it enough. You know what I mean? No, it's it's always like um, you see a lot of people yearn for like a an FM hard mode, don't you? Where like they they say they want a harder match engine or something. But really, that what you've done really this year is kind of the FM hard mode, isn't it? Because you just mm. kind of, you know, you're taking out that that visibility of what a player looks like at quite a face value really um, yeah. and a manager in real life wouldn't get that yeah and um, also you're trusting your staff a lot I mean even when you buy a player you can't look at the attributes and think what position he what role he suits in each position yeah so you're going off what you can see in the match engine you know and um, I had a left midfielder I had him as a winger and he seemed he seemed to be scoring a lot of his chances well, I, I play with inverted winger, so it, what I did, I switched the inverted winger to the left, put the winger on the right, and he actually ended up scoring loads of goals. Yeah. But it was just spotting that in the match engine without actually using the attributes, because I could only assume, potentially, his finishing and composure was quite high. Yeah. That's but, quite um, satisfying when you make the change, and it works. Yeah, I made the change, and it worked. But there, there are times when I, I, try, I tried changing it, it just didn't work. I mean, I changed, I put a ball right back, Put him into um, complete wing back, and on well, I changed it back to full back within a couple of games because like he was just going wild. <laughs> but then, when, <laughs> but I, the, the player I had before was working really well with complete wing back. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Obviously, it's, I, even though I asked my scout to find a player to suit that role, and they and they gave him like a six rate in, and I watched the games. He wasn't playing. It, partly my fault, but in the games I was watching, he was playing full back. He wasn't playing complete wing back. But then the scouts were telling me he could. Yeah. But obviously, when it come to my team, he just he, he just looked lost. He did step yeah. up a division, but you know he had really high um four like stats in form rating, average rating, in there like he was in the high sevens, which I think is quite a good thing for right back to have. But it just didn't work, and some there were some of my signings were failures, based off, which is probably more realistic again. You know, not every not every player you sign in real life would be a nail on the head success. No. No manager gets it bang on, do they, really, any players? Mm. Um, my last question about, obviously, following on from Cronaldo's was just about attributes. And are you, were you ever tempted during the save to check on them? And I know recently your director of football went very big on, I think, a Nigerian centre-back. Mm-hmm. Something like that was about 80 million euros. Yeah, I did about 83 million euros, I think it was. Was well, there ever a temptation, obviously, because you're pint with that much money as a club t- to check the attributes? And... I suppose my second question to this is that once the save is done and you're finally not going to play any more save games, would you just kind of turn attributes on and just kind of look what you played with throughout the save? The only time I um, turned attributes on was on the Slack channel when I was back in um, the Joy Liga. I don't know if you remember, I had a centre-back that went to Hoffenheim, I think, when I was only down there for like 12 million and he was a youth product. Yeah. And um, everyone was like, I'll turn his attributes on and see what he was like. And I thought, well, I've sold him now, so I'm, and I'm probably never going to be in a position to buy him back again. Yeah. So I, I turned him on, and they, like we could see that he was actually quite a good player to come through. Did you feel you undersold, or would you, was it bad? Massively undersold, but probably <laughs> um, reflective of my stature at the time. Yeah. I mean, he's since moved on to Dortmund for about 65 million. Right. So I need to like German international. It's like you've got to be about twenty five now. He's got about fifty caps, I think. Okay. So we obviously was highly rated, you know. But um, I haven't done it for anyone else. I might. I said when the same finishes, could this um, defender you just mentioned? I'm never actually going to play with him. I signed him to come in the summer. Yeah. For the next manager. So when I finish the season and all that, I might turn attributes back on and we'll see if that money was well worth spent or not yeah sounds good <laughs> tackling free <laughs> <laughs> okay um, are you right to move on to the, the second yeah. um, query you've got from someone mm-hmm. so this is the second letter we got in so dear Geary and I do apologise here there's a lot of profanities <laughs> there's uh, Okay, I, will, I might have to bleep it out I'll let you know if, it, if it, will you let me know if it sounds too bad but um, dear Geary the match engine is so shit this year. It's so bad. My players don't defend and my attackers can't score. The match engine is so bad. I can't understand how people play this game. It's so shit. I just want to twist the end of my penis and punch my screen with it. I don't know how to, I don't know how people play this game. Please help. And that's from FM Defensio from South Essex. <laughs> so my first question a lot of, is... lot of problems there. It's when he's twisting the end of his penis and punch my screen with it. What he, what? How, how big is his penis to be hitting I, the screen with it? I'm. I don't know I, why he has to twist it before he punches his screen with the penis. Uh, 
kind of Fair maybe it's a, bit, it's a bit sadist as well to do that and the punching screen. I don't know. Um. <sighs> well, to answer his question, um, I think I understand people's frustration with the match engine, but I also think people are quite harsh with the match engine. At the end of the day, all right, we, we could talk about Miles tweeting out whatever it was, one or two million sales this year. But that is still quite small. If we took a comparison in FIFA, who are owned by EA, who sold, sell hundreds and hundreds of million across all their games, their budget's probably a hundred times what SIs is. Yeah. You probably haven't, but most of the people that listen are probably play FIFA. I know. I I used to play. Well, I used to play FIFA maybe half a decade, a decade ago. Yeah, well, I mean, but even in the recent game, I mean, I I play FIFA nineteen a bit. Yeah. You cannot tell me the match engine in FIFA is not shit. The amount of bugs in it is unbelievable. Really. The amount of times like players run through players. The amount of times players like go to pass a ball when it goes somewhere totally different. Amount of times you go and like nudge a player in it, it dives in. And gives away a penalty. You know, the amount of times you go across the ball in, they, their player tackles your player, gets the ball, but you, the game still remembers you got trying to cross the ball in and fouls the player. <laughs> you know, this is it's got to be taken with the right um, comparison. Yeah, there are things in the enemy which are shit. You know, the amount of times my left back is trying to pass it back to the goalkeeper, underpassed it, and their strikers run on the score. It's a piss take. But then I play FIFA, and I think, well, fuck me, I'm actually controlling this, and it's still shit. I mean, not no game is perfect. I, I've just bought Madden, and in that, that I mean, you probably, you probably didn't know about, a lot about NFL, but I've been a quarterback, which is um, like the playmaker. So that's like, I, I, from a quarterback is kind of like a deep line playmaker, but that actually yeah, picks up the ball yeah. and throws it. And Yeah, yes, but sometimes you want them to run. The amount of times I'll be running and one of my own players runs in front of me and I can't get away from him because the, the two players are just merged together in the match engine as one. Does it make you want to twist your penis? And well, I, I don't know because like, I, I can't say that I've ever really wanted to twist my penis and punch my screen with it. No, but okay. to be fair, I mean, like, the, the screen probably won't feel much effect from that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I think the match engine is a beautiful thing in it, FM. Like it is the fact it brings football to life, it, and it's a computer game. That's what we understand, isn't it? And yeah, there is things that they really would, would improve. There are animations. I mean, the goalkeepers definitely need a few more animations. Yeah, but people make out that every other game out there is perfect, and this one isn't. And all we have to do is like it's not even just sports games. You go in every game, there is bugs, and a lot of these companies have much bigger budgets, and that's why will. I mean, when we had Mark Duffy on, he, he fully admitted that they're never happy with a match engine. They always no. want to improve it. And why should they be? They should never really be happy. They should no. always be. But they always want to improve it. And yeah. I think, hand on heart, if we all looked at it, we could say it's better than it was two years ago. It's better than it was five years ago. Yeah. It does get better, but it's not. It's never going to be perfect. There's, everything is going to have issues, just like with the tactics we put in a game. We might go and win the league undefeated. But our tactics aren't perfect. We've always got weaknesses in it. So I think I understand people's frustrations. And it, my frustration, which um, I was talking about with someone the other day, is when I lose, 
It's nev- it never seems to be because I've been outplayed or they've beat me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It tends to be because I've lost the game. I've made a mistake. I've made an error. It's, I wish it was more... You can, well, you're welcome to come to the French League with me and get wiped by PSG because they truly deserve to beat me last night. Yeah, I played. but that's, that's, that's <laughs> a bit... Um, what I mean is, say you were PSG yeah. and you lost to um, a lower... Yeah. Like, it, someone in 17th. Yeah. Most of, most of the times, the stats were read, you had 26 shots, you had um, 23 on target, you had 76% possession. They have two shots, score one goal, win one nil, which I appreciate does happen in real life every now and then. It doesn't happen in it, like the consistency. We don't ever seem to lose when you are the better side because you have been the worst side. You lose because you haven't taken your chances and they get one cheeky shot and score. Yeah. I I would like a bit more... Uh, Variety? Yeah, but, yeah, and actually, like, okay, so uh, I'm in the Premier League, I've gone to West Ham, I, I'm a more attacking team, but they beat me with a direct ball or something, you know, but it's been their game plan and I can't defeat their game plan, that is it. Not the fact that, you know, I've been all over them, I haven't scored and they've had one cheeky punt at the other end. Yeah, it, we don't. We don't seem. To, uh, we when we're going up the leagues and stuff like that. When we're a lower team, we lose to the big teams because they're better. But when we're the better team, we only seem to lose through mistakes and faults. And I think that's something they can try and work on. Well, this is a nice segue into my counter question on this subject. Was what would be your Dangiri IMDb rating <laughs> for um, FM nineteen? Seven. Seven. Yeah, I was thought you'd always normally always go seven anyway on Twitter, didn't you, for movies? Seven's oh, like so, yeah, your, so seven's like my system. nine, isn't it? Generally. <laughs> uh, so it's fairly good. Well, I think it is. It's come a long way from when we sit there and watch the um commentary only on the bottom and Joe probably dabbling the boxers because we we scored a goal via a bit of tax. Yep. We'll be so, there. Yep. So, well, <laughs> You know, <laughs> but no, it has got better. We've gone to two D. The match engine. The thing is, people go, "Oh, I have to go back to two D because I don't like the faults." When I'm watching three D, I can see it, but it's still happening. The two D screen. You just don't see it. Yeah. You just don't see it. It's still, it's still the same yeah. shit that's happening. You know. You could take the argument and go still go back to his commentary, couldn't you, and say, "Yeah, yeah." Say, "Oh, he's tried. He's done the hit the pass there." You know. Yeah. It's still the same match engine under the hood. It's just different viewing of it. So okay, I've well, run, I'd rather see the fuck up on 3D and get angry about it. Exactly, and and twist whatever you need to twist to, yeah. get, to get your anger out. So, <laughs> so a seven rating FM19. There we go. Yeah. And Miles can probably quote that on any any review or interview he does next, can't he? <laughs> so you right to move on to our third question? Yep. So um, I like this one, um, dear Geary. Could you ever see a day where Sports Interactive go back to an FM that is dedicated to one nation only, mirroring what they did in the mid-90s with CM Italia? I am the admin of a large WhatsApp group, and we have several thousand people in there clambering to do a Calcio save for FM20. I also want to congratulate you on a fantastic podcast. My son and I listened to it together, and that's Michael Maldini, who's a Notts County fan. (laughs) So the question here is, are we, could we ever go back to a One Nation only FM? I think there'd be an outcry, but if there's yeah, any, if there's going to be a year, would it not be FM20 and just do a Calcio only Italian 
I think if you're ever going to be a Euros FM20, it's going to be a um, British one only for Brexit. They probably lose lose Good all work. their trade deal to the other countries for their rights. Yeah, but at least we'd have a licence <laughs> Premier League, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> all all but, British players um, no, are licensed, I don't know. That's never going to happen, is it? If anything, it's only going to get more. I mean, I know yourself and a few others are hoping for Japan. Yeah, I think, for... to be fair, if if Japan was going to be an FM20, it would have been announced by now. Normally, these things get announced months, if not years, before the, the game they come into. Yeah, well, and Germany that... was announced the year before it came out, when it? Yeah, and I think with Japan as well, you've got so many licenses with them, with their big game developers they have. Yeah. I can't see it, but part of me would love it. I don't um, know, because... Um... What's it? Konami, who own all the rights, have just like spent a lot of money getting um, c- c- clubs off um, EA's like thing with them. Um, they've got Juventus now, haven't they? Because in um, the new FIFA, Juventus are called something different. Do you know what? If if Konami took him, if took look, if Konami are listening to this podcast, I will eat sushi every day for <laughs> the whole of FM Twenty. If if you can buy the rights to J League, because I'd love it. I mean, I, I'm sure they're in talks with them all the time. I'm sure they're probably in talks with Konami. Um, with Sega being, uh, I think they're an Asian sort of company, aren't they? they there, there might be a way I that thought they get they were. I thought they were Japanese, but I don't want to make any kind of... Yeah, but well, I mean, I don't know if their um, competitors are Konami, so they might get that might be where they're hitting a bit of a stop, you know what I mean? Uh, I got you, yeah. So, so maybe uh, we need to get Sega and Konami in a room with us, yeah. and just to ease, ease the talks. But I mean, you don't know. There, not, there might be a way they could share something like the database or something. It's a bit of a negotiating deal. Yeah. Because um, Paris has always struggled with their like um, license of other countries and teams and stuff. But their their games getting a lot more back in nowadays. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I never actually played. Going back to CM Italia, that was probably the one I joined one after that for CM. Really, one of yeah, my mates did have CM Italia and. Um, yeah, I can't imagine what that must have been like now. You just focus on one league. But I suppose that is kind of fun because you and your mates just kind of delve into that league and they'll, you'll pick but then, like 20 But then that's all, it, that's all it was really, wasn't it? When we, um, the first CM, wasn't it just England? Or Britain? What, the first yeah. year of champion manager? Yeah, what I'm saying is, but you say about 7-1, that would have been what it was back then, wouldn't it? So, I mean, getting the Italia one was a special add-on, wasn't it? Yeah. So I mean, um, but no, they got the games evolved way too much. I mean, look at some of the leagues we get, we got now that you would never have got all those years ago. Maybe Marco Mandini is just a bit too eager about the Calcio and just wants, just wants it. I don't know. Yeah, but fair play to him. I mean, like, it's good to have an idea. I mean, as long as they, they put the research into it and stick to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, and it's quite, it's quite, it's always good to build up a group of people to discuss your save with that are doing similar saves and stuff. Yeah, I didn't um, quite manage to get a French WhatsApp group. Um, nah, just just you and Morgan Stan in there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and with Luca in it as well. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, I think that's not going to happen at CM Italia, mm. FM Italia. Um, we we don't know if FM Twenty will focus any other, on any other league. I know there was a big focus on Germany this year, FM Nineteen. I expect that still just to remain. They'll still but make a big deal of um, when, Bundesliga. When you say it was a big focus, do you mean from SI yourself? From or SI, from... yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally every every sim- every post was about Bundesliga, Leverkusen, and all that for a while. Yeah, yeah. I think Leverkusen are basically the Watford of Germany. I was quite surprised yeah. though 
the luck of German teams. I agree. I thought maybe everyone just hammered it on beta and then didn't never translate yeah, it to the but full like, game. Post Christmas, though, I mean, myself and I think it was the FM Rook was still at Kaiserslautern and both of us. But I don't, I know I'm Oliver Jensen was in Dortmund, but there didn't seem the whole like, oh, Germany, Germany, Germany died off with, by Christmas. Yeah, it was almost like a full stone, wasn't it? It was kind of, it never lived up. Um, yeah. Um, I, I know I, Duke did Munich for a bit, didn't he? Um, 1860 Munich. Yeah. But yeah, post actually in tw- 2019 itself. I know you're from 11 1, he did Frankfurt and then moved on. Mm. But I mean, so it's a bit surprising, really, but then that's the nature of it, isn't it? Some people like change their saves and stuff. Yeah. Okay, um, on to our fourth um, question. You ready? Yep. So, dear Geary, as a Twitch partnered football manager streamer and member of the prestigious We Chatterberate FM collective, I had to Google that, man, and I hate, <laughs> I hate that you made me Google that. Um, I've been brought down with a number of injuries lately that have stopped me from streaming. The latest being a wrist injury that prevents me from clicking continue. I was wondering if Dear Geary had any tips in coming back from an injury and whether he has ever managed FM whilst on an injury. And that's from FM Poop, the West. I'm guessing the West Country. The West Country. He, he could be calling himself one of the Wests, like Five West Sun or something. Go Wests, yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is about injuries. Um, Have asked, I ever managed FM whilst on injury? Well, yes. You, you fell FM, down the stairs, didn't you, during the pod? Well, before the pod, right one time. Yeah, yeah, the broken toe. Um, but also, I think it was FM15. Um, the game went live when I, literally as soon as I got home from an operation at the hospital. Um, so that was perfect timing for Miles. It was almost if he has read all my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off, yeah, I'm release the game, weeks. release the game. Release it, release it, release it. Yeah. Actually yeah. FM FM fifteen for me as well. That was I broke my ankle for the second time once. Um and that was during I think kind of December time of FM fifteen and I remember just having loads of time to play FM. I was off for a week of work because I was in the cast. Yeah. Um, you can really hammer it. Sometimes an yeah. injury can be a blessing. Yeah, sort of, yeah. I mean like But obviously you... with, with FM poop he's kind of He's hurt his wrist. I don't know if, he, if he's well, doing maybe, what... Maybe he needs to lay off the wrist action on what he's doing to strain his wrist. He, with being a Twitch partner streamer, these are the... It's money makers at the end of the day, isn't he? He's like being a boxer. You don't go around sitting on your hands, do you? <laughs> no, you don't, actually, no. <laughs> um, if, if anything, though, I was wondering, because does a wrist really prevent you from playing FM? Depends. If, surely you do it left-handed. Yeah, I was I mean, going to say... He, to be fair, considering that his um his whole um future is going to be built around full time switch streaming, it'd be good to train the left hand to prevent any sit days. Yeah, no, so you're very that, very true. So if he gets just as good as his left handed moving the mouse as his right when he's full time, that's to be that's, fair. If he, if he's got like a promoter or a manager, that mm. promoter could be kind of saying to you, work on your other weaker hand, like mm. you would an FM. Yeah. And Definitely. he could go and do stuff with his left hand for the day. He could go and, you know, do his yeah. cooking. Um, eat, a, eat a soup with his left hand. Exactly. Um, wave to people with his left hand. Mm. Um, do, do a lot of stuff with his left hand. Just clean could. it up. Make yeah. sure it's as good as his right hand. Yeah. Um, 
Seriously, though, <laughs> believe it or <laughs> not, um, compared to most games, FM manager, football, FM manager, football manager is probably a good one to play when injured, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, because if it was a like, shooter, like, it would be really hard. Yeah, like we mentioned earlier, gameplay FIFA and that usually a con- controller, and you need both hands to play. Whereas FM, you can play one-handed. Yeah, I think um, probably in a few, most some people like obviously um, like if you play FM Touch, you can play it. On the on the screen, yeah, that was probably a bit easier because it's touch screen. You wouldn't, you don't actually probably need your wrist. You could probably just use your fingers. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could do that as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, so I think we've covered that point. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> the worst injury you've had while playing the same, would you say that was the, your after your operation? Mine was yeah. my ankle, definitely. Yeah, um, I don't know, Bro- breaking my toe. I mean, like, was quite awkward. I mean, fucking cat, but um. <laughs> is she still with you the cat or did you get rid of her nah still here still here fucking thing be a shoe soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so it's injury so we wish um, FM Poop well in his recovery yeah um, I would probably just suggest not doing anything with the wrist for a little bit use something yeah. else get someone else to use their wrist yeah makes sense <laughs> um, so next question Dear Geary, I can't stop creating a new save each week. Nothing sticks, and I don't know what to do. Have you got any tips that stick into a save? And that's from Mike from Leicestershire. Um, well, I tend to... I mean, we have a discussion today with um, Ricky, who was on the pod the other week, about how early some people want to answer saves and stuff. But I, I don't really see a problem with it, as long as people stick with it. And um, I find, like, the last three editions, especially four editions, four editions, I've had one, pretty much one club saves. And a lot of this, I feel, is due to the research. I think a lot of people act on impulse. So they'll be watching the football on a Saturday. They would have watched Liverpool Norris last Friday night. Norris actually played quite well. I think, oh, I start a Norris save. And it's, there's no legs to it because they've not actually taken the time to think it through. It's just an impulse save. Whereas, like, I've, I've announced recently, like, with what I'm doing for FM20, and I'm researching it before I announced it, and continuously, because what's going on with behind the scenes in the club at the moment, and they st- after the, the League One transfer window closed, I take a lot more research into the current team and stuff like that. I do feel like a lot of people, it seems, I might be wrong, don't actually research their saves before they do it. They're just like, oh, well, um... They got relegated last year, I've been um, you know. I quite like that, that that term impulse save. Like hashtag impulse save could become a thing now. But it is though, isn't it? I mean I, I yeah, used to it's be guilty. I used to be guilty of it like five, ten years ago. I would have like I would have watched a football match on a weekend or some a manager would have been sacked or something. I thought, oh, I'll see I won't get on with them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is a thing that happens in a lot of people because and then that that's the last two weeks because they've not actually took the time to research if it's actually something they want to do. And um, that's what I think a lot of people get when they get into it. Actually, my heart's not into this. So I'll find another seat, and it just comes a vicious circle. I think for for me, I don't know about for you as well, because obviously lifestyle changes. I can't really commit to keep changing saves because I only have the one save generally. And mm. even if I move in that save to other clubs, but because I only have that one save, I, I, I find I'm, I'm thinking of the next edition of M for very for many months yeah. before. So like, obviously, I. 
I kind of thought about FM20 probably at the start of the year, candy year. Um, well, that, and that gives you a I... lot of months to think about the club and then read mm. up on it, research. And, you know, you could get three months into that process and think, actually, no, I don't want to do that and change. But well, it's that's not impossible. Like you say that. I was talking to someone about the potential ideas for their FM20 save. And they gave me an idea. And I thought, well, I'll keep that on the back burner for FM21. You know? Yeah. But it's just like, it's just having that thought process of like, do, do I want this to be a journeyman save? Do I want to, to be a long-term save? Some people don't play it like me and you don't play it all year round. They play yeah. it for like three months or something like that and then go to other games, etc. Or just pick it up and play. But there's loads of things, even if it's a long-term or short-term save, you could do, like what I do kind of thing, I have aims. So some of my aims could be short-term, like I want yeah. to win the league in two years or I want to get promoted within two years, yeah. etc. Or you can say it's a long-term, I want to develop... X amount of youngsters into the first team by yeah. X, and you can do do things like that. So perhaps people just need to like think up what they want to do. I do generally think that people need like I mean like we talked about the um, Italian scenes for FM twenty. Then we'll talk about it, which is great if they spend all that time like researching, talking, discussing ideas and that. But then if they, when the game comes out in November, which is very likely you will, they play it for three weeks, break it down, and go to a different scene. They would have wasted six months talking about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I mean, there's some people there who announced they're doing FM20 save in one country, and then they're starting a new FM19 save in that country now. And I'm thinking, well, that's sort of shooting yourself in the foot, really, because you're going to... That um, impulse that wanted you to do the FM21, it's probably going to be taken a bit now by the FM19 save you just started. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, if you want to start a new save now, just do something totally random that doesn't affect on your FM20 save. Because I, I know that um, when I did my Bolivia save, remember I had a few issues with the um, South American Champions League around July time. Yeah. And uh, so it sort of bad the game out a bit. So that I sort of drew a conclusion to it. At that point, my next save I was on about doing was going to be um, Rantino and Italy. But I thought, fuck it, I'll do it now. And I'll have another save in November. And that's what I did. I played from July till November that year of that one. And oh, I remember those days. I remember those days. They were lovely. But I mean, that is. If the impulse is now for FM20 is to play in Italy, for example, don't rub that itch by being an Italian team now. Yeah. Be a different one. Otherwise, when you come around to November, you'll be like, well, I sort of did this, save, You know? It's just maybe you have a little bit more of a thought process. If you could, like, I'm wrapping up FM19 now. It's middle of August this week. I'll probably play another week or two. It'll be September. Then yeah. um, I'll probably have six weeks off before the beta. And then beta, I'll have just a throwaway save. And then I will go into my new save on release day. Oh, I'm so excited. I love the release day. That's when yeah. I open up my save and start going for it. Yeah. Take the day off work. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to do that this year if I'm working. And do Costa FM. Would you not be allowed to stay at home and do it? Or would you? Would there be a it kid d- there or a wife? Um, it depends what day, if, what day it is, really. If it's a Friday. It's, it's normally a Friday. Well, both kids will be at school then, so I might just send Stacey to the spa that day. Yeah, it's worth um, doing. Um, I'm, I'm, I need I need Miles to announce when that is, because I, I book it there and then. I book it. I go straight to my boss and say, yeah. this is yeah. a day. I can't. I'm off. I'm off. I'm, I'm not coming in. It's not <laughs> happening. Um, but one year it ruined, though, because it was my mum's birthday, and she decided to come round. So she was sitting there like... 
See, in the background, way, watching me play FM, loving it. That's why we need to go out. <laughs> yeah, maybe we have a Costa trip, G&G Costa. <laughs> I'll meet you somewhere halfway. Yeah, which would probably be somewhere like Hertfordshire. No, we'd probably be on, I don't know, M25 somewhere. Yeah, yeah, just on the, off the M25, M4, maybe Uxbridge or something like that. Maybe a Premier Inn. Well, we, we could do that, <laughs> couldn't we? Yeah, wow. <laughs> okay, so this is our last question. Yep. Um, quite a long one. <laughs> Dear Geary, I host a potentially award-winning sports marketing podcast that is really taken off. I really like recording them and find that others like it too. In addition to that successful podcast, I also host an interview podcast that chats with football manager players. The only problem is that I have an unhealthy obsession with Scottish people. No matter how hard I try, I can't stop interviewing Scottish people. I've tried to let in all of the Scottish people I know from my Skype contacts, but whenever I have a beer, not plural, I add <laughs> them all back and start calling them up. I can't stop talking Scotch FM. Geary, can you help? And that's from Chris, who's currently in Centre Parks. <laughs> who, we, who we hope's having a nice time. Well, I mean, it sounds like you got a bit of a problem, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Is it healthy, having that much love for Scotland? Uh, to be fair, I've got nothing in Scotland. I think Scotland do actually produce some really good FMers. They do, yeah. I mean, like, you've got some um, ones I like, like Trinaldo and FM James. Yeah, pressure um, on <laughs> But um, it's one of those things, really. It's quite easy. We, we sort of got accused of it at the start uh, when we started having guests on. It's very easy to stick with what's familiar. You know, sometimes we started having like guests on. We were like, we got James on and Oliver Jensen because we know them personally, you know. Yeah. It's when with um, Chris from Scotland, he, um, he obviously um, associates with fellow Scottish people. Yeah. more than others and probably find them more approachable easier to contact and they know that it's a very Scottish heavy podcast so they probably more inclined to call it so that no one takes the piss out of their shit accents but um well, no, we, we wouldn't do that I think but yeah <laughs> well I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but no I mean like especially if a lot of times I, I know the podcast you're on about he's on his own interviewing these people it's probably easier to uh, talk the same lingo. Yeah, understand it like the air, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, um, maybe they will branch out a bit more going forward. Yeah, obviously they can just work south maybe and go, maybe go to like Berwick-on-Tweed and then go down to Newcastle. <laughs> um, there's a few FMs there, you could work down. Eventually you get to like Essex and Bristol and then oh, good, luck, good luck to you, good luck to the pod. There's plenty of FMers in Essex. Yes, it's a hotbed, hotbed yeah. of uh, FM content right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask you then: Do you favour a particular nation, either on FM when you're recruiting people, or even just in general, like communicating? No. Don't obviously have to say English because obviously I'm English. No, I mean, like to be fair, not. I actually in FM I tried to be, um, avoid English players. Yeah, we said that last time, uh, two times, I didn't we? Yeah, when we we spoke to Ricky and Chris, yeah. Edie. They um they always tend to be overrate, like overrated in my opinion on the game. Yeah, and um, I try and always try and avoid them anyway. But um, no, I tried to spread my scene all over the nations. Well, <laughs> that's a quote of the pod right there. Um, 
Yeah, I think I'm the same. I obviously have a domestic player bias when I'm in that country. I like to recruit. Yeah, in a, in a similar country to like in Germany. Yeah. I will focus on Germans. Yeah. No, good. So that's our six questions and six answers. And I'm, I'm hopefully the, the people that wrote in will benefit from the wisdom today that you've <laughs> kind of given out to the people in the <laughs> community. Uh, it's been really useful. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, well, I'm glad um, you have. Yes, at least someone's enjoyed it, I guess, then. <laughs> um, going on to the outro now, so I don't know if you've got anything you want to plug. Um, I thought maybe you want to just mention your safe reveal, because that's about a week and a half ago now. Yeah. Um, you did a YouTube video, a YouTube premiere. Did you enjoy it? Do you know what? I liked the... I know I always joke, I really do like the countdown, and that's in any premiere. The music is just so satisfying to listen to. And so, I know that's nothing to do with anything that you, you paid for or whatever. So the wasn't... actual video, think of a fuck, the little countdown that came with YouTube <clears throat> itself. Yeah, brilliant. No, I'll tell you what, right? I watched it on the main TV. I said to Morgan, I said, Dan is doing something big on YouTube. And she's like, okay. And she was generally interested. She's like, what's he doing? I was like, well, then I went, I could see I was losing her, but I said to her, okay, you know, he's announcing what club he's going to go to. <laughs> she said to me, do you like the club? And I was like, oh, well, that she's, I said, oh, well, I do know beforehand. I said, it's not a club I'd do or a country I'd go to. It just doesn't interest me whatsoever. Mm. But generally, the the video itself was just, I couldn't help smile when I looked at it. Like, <laughs> just the voiceover. It's just having your voice, I think. Uh, and it wasn't obviously it was on the Grass and Gear YouTube channel, but it wasn't the Grass and Gear podcast. It was your content. It was like mm. I had nothing to do with this, and it was just like amazing what you what you've been left to do in your own devices, um, and having the countdown and seeing like Bolivia, Germany, etc., and then England, and it just cut through JJ Kocha playing. I thought it was. I actually thought it was quite edited quite well. Yeah, well, the person who did it for me did a great job. I thought. Um, I got a lot of comments about the music in the background was a good choice. Yeah, I do think the music was good. <laughs> um, definitely. Up my street, definitely. Mm. Whereas, um, to be fair, like like I said earlier in the moment, chatting about safe reveals with Vicky, um, it, it's just a bit of a piss take, like, sort of thing, really, a bit of a laugh about it. Like, everyone seemed to enjoy last year's one with the wanky Iron Man. Yeah. I just thought I'd go for it again. Um, I've chosen Bolton because... It's become a thing. I, I quite like the fact that you, you make a big deal out of it. And it's just... Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, it's probably only content I'd really done on my own for a while. Yeah. Um, I am going to try and blog a lot more this year. But both the kids are going to be like going to school in September. Yeah. So um, Cat's fucking off at the house. So that, yeah, so empty house. <laughs> <laughs> empty house. I'll be sat there playing FM. And I, I am going to try and blog if I can. I, yeah. I Like someone said about YouTube, but I don't think I got the skills for it because I've obviously showed that by... Question person my refills in the last two years. Um, <laughs> I might look at streaming, but it would be like a mid, like a middle of the day stream when the kids are at school. Yeah, so like ten till two or something. I might do that. We'll see how we get on. We get like the morning, the morning yeah. American market or the evening yeah. Asian market. Yeah, like, we could maybe we go Vietnam again. Get the Indians and all that. Yeah, they like football, don't they? And cricket. You can just maybe yeah. put cricket up every now and again. Oh, hey, look, cricket <laughs> score, and then go back to FM. <laughs> but generally, I am. Um, the save yourself, I obviously chosen Bolton. And um I'm I haven't been to England as I said in the um YouTube video since FN thirteen. Um it, I I didn't really want to return to England for any reason, but the actual n- narrative of the save and what's going on behind the scenes really appealed to me. 
Yeah. And I don't want to give too much weight because if I do do a blog, I'm going to nod a bit. But I'm not going to, it's not just going to be your standard save where I go in and like sort everything out and go up and win the Premier League and all that. No. You know, I'm, I'm actually trying to put a bit of a geary twist on it. Yeah. I think we both do that. We both put parameters in to make it a bit harder and yeah, I just mean, have a bit of challenge. And Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I'd actually like um like I've said before, I take the piss out of yourself and Jim G and others due to their terrible financial management and I thought yeah, it was it's good debatable, but yeah. I thought it would be a good opportunity to actually use a club up to which are in financial disarray as a way of how I would then do it, get them out of trouble without actually just like selling a player for thirty million, you know what I mean? Yeah. What well, I mean like I'm going to... That's probably more what my blog posts are going to focus on rather than the actual, like, oh, this is what we've done this season. Yeah. It's probably going to be much more along the financial lines of this is how I've got this bit of money, to, this is what I've done with this contract, etc., etc. Yeah, that sounds and interesting. Yeah. That's more the approach I'm hoping to go down, of, um, like, discuss contracts. And I, I, it's like someone said to me, am I going to use my director of football because I've been doing that a lot recently? Probably not because they do like to give out winning any clauses and stuff like that, and temp, like give goal bonuses and that. So I, re- I really want to sort of dial in on the financial side of it, the game. I mean, like this FM nineteen was like attributeless. I think FM twenty is going to be more like financial head coach. Mm. You know, so I'm I, as much as I'm going to carry on playing the management side of it, I'm also going to try and take a much more keener interest in the financial and try and show people how I deal with the finances yeah I, I mean, was like, I was laughing a lot at the reveal and I think like when it says stuff like with this winter gear like that, and it was like a power driver went in I was like <laughs> wet myself and to be fair to her Morgan doesn't she, that's her first set of a save reel she's ever watched she was like don't laugh it's actually quite good obviously not in an Essex accent um, and She's like, well, you couldn't do any better. And to be fair, I don't think I could have done a better... That is not my fault. I couldn't have done a, a reveal like that. No. So, no, I mean, only gear could do it. Well, to be fair, I mean, the person who um, did the video for me, I, we had a lot of discussions, went back and forth, and to be fair, he'd done great with the what I gave him I wanted. It was a lot better than last year, whereas I'm um, sort of like... At least this guy was English. The previous guy with a lot of confusion yeah, and translation. That. Yeah, the, the quality control was an issue. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, I mean it definitely. It was how I pictured it, but better if you know what I mean. Yeah. It, when he sent me the first edit, it was like fucking hell. This is bad. I mean, like uh, this is better than what I thought it was going to be. You know, it was, and um, it worked out well. And I, I, I um, expressed my gratitude to the guy. Yeah, but, but um, no, and I am looking forward to the save. And like I said, it will be a one save only sort of thing. I probably will do a beta save with a different different team for the two weeks to get into uh, the new features and that. But on release day, I shall dive in the bowl room. And um, I have no expectations to win the league in so many years. I mean, my my last English save in FM13 was FC United, and I played about twenty five seasons with that and won the title in twenty fifth season. So I mean this. So that, I, that's that's the bar set. Well, yeah, I mean, I obviously started off a lot lower down, but yeah. it's um, I I always try to be realistic and take my time with these things rather than you know just just getting all these like I see a lot of people when they're in lower leagues they get all like the Arsenal and Man United players in on loan who are probably wouldn't go there, 
yeah. and like score 30 goals and take them out from the divisions, that's not really what the route I'm going to go down. No. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's only, what, three months away now? Yeah, well, this has been an awesome pod. Obviously, we've rated FM19 7 out of 10. Um, we've discussed FM19 and the bridge between FM20. Yeah, you, you're right. We've got about two or three months now. It's exciting times now. We've got mm. some pods, pods lined up as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, people know where to find us because they listen to the pod. Where can they find us on Twitter? Grass and Gear? Yep. Um, perhaps we want to ask people to subscribe and like the podcast and share it in, it, in any platform or with friends and family. <laughs> um, but that brings us closer to the pod, Dan. It does. And thank you very much for the questions. No, thank you. Obviously, Dear Gear has been such a a great thing to consume and obviously hopefully we might take another 18 months to do another one if we ever continue that far into the future with the cross of gear <laughs> but uh, i've enjoyed this sequel so thank you for bringing it to life again i know my pleasure yeah all right then Dan. all right see you again cheers bye bye